0: Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Andrew Moman. Andrew is the campus pastor at Victory Midtown in Atlanta, and he has a unique passion for both leadership and fitness. Thus, his upcoming book, Leader Fit. Lean in, leaders, because this is going to be a great conversation. Let's get started. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the Avail Media Host. I'm also the lead pastor of Vertical Church, aka Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. And as always here at Avail Leadership, we aim to please, we aim to bring quality content, uh, great material for leaders. We want it to be relevant. We want it to be practical. We want it to be Leadership. That's what we're all about at Avail Leadership. And as always, I'm accompanied by an amazing guest today. Uh, he is a, a man of God, he is a pastor, he's a leader. He's got a message in his heart for all of us. And I have the privilege and honor of presenting who is he's the current campus pastor of Victory Church Midtown in Atlanta, Georgia. Pastor Andrew, Moman, it is a blessing to connect with you. I know some of your close your closest people call you Pastor Mo. Yes, <laughs> Pastor absolutely. Andrew. How do you feel to be here on the Avail Leadership Podcast?
1: Man, Virgil, I am excited. I am super excited about what's happening today. Uh, It's my pleasure and my honor uh, to be here with all those who are watching, listening, uh, watching this or listening by replay. And most of all, I'm so glad to be here with you. I believe this is going to be a very fruitful uh, and impactful time. And I think we're just going to have fun today. So I'm
0: excited. I love it. Hey, for everybody out there, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're hearing the voice of, 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 a, of a, a godly man, a leader in Pastor Andrew Momin. You might hear me refer to him as Pastor Mo or Mo, because that's what his friends <laughs> everybody close call him. Um, Pastor Andrew, I, I know there's people that, that know you, love you, especially the people who've been connected with you throughout these last years. But for those who maybe they're getting to know you today, can you share a little bit about your story? Uh, just kind of bring us into to your world, where you came from, where you are, what you're doing, and then and then we'll get into a good conversation about a book that's coming out. I know there's a book coming out 2021, an amazing book. We'll, We'll get into that, Leader Fit. We'll get into that in a second, but tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, what I'll say is, number one, um, I'm I'm the oldest of uh, six siblings, and I am blessed to, you know, be big brother to brothers and sisters that have looked up to me uh, in different times over my life and, you know, originally born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, so moved around a little bit, moved to Atlanta when I was right around 12 years old. And that's where really kind of a lot of what we're going to talk about uh, today kind of sparked off. And so uh, in coming into moving into Atlanta around the age of 12, I started to discover a lot about myself. I started to discover uh, who at that time didn't know, you know, or had the language that this was who God was creating me to be and how he was fashioning me. But as I look back, there were very formative years around that time. So in moving to Atlanta, I remember being uh, a little guy, you know, this guy who kind of like, you know, a little unsure of himself, a little bit shy, a little bit introverted, um, a little bit just kind of curious about different things in life. And, And I remember moving to Atlanta, moving into one of the areas with one of the best, high school football teams in the nation, not knowing that I was entering into that school. Uh, And then I remember going out there and seeing that I was like a little bit behind the eight ball when it came to physical development at that time, uh, and even my experience in sports and and things of that sort. And so I just remember back at that time, you know, from, from the age of 12, even before I got into high school. Fitness has kind of been a part of my life, and it actually was a passive part of my life, uh, or even what I would call a subliminal part of my life back when I was 12. And and what I mean by that is that my parents, like my dad, he would discipline us by having us do (laughs) push-ups. So I I was actually being physically uh, conditioned, not even knowing it at the time through my discipline. And so from the age of 12, fitness has been a part of my life where not just uh, fitness being something that I did as exercise, but it was something that I started to do as a part of my routine. Um, Something that I talk about, you know, even in the book is I remember when I was 12 years old and I asked my dad, hey, I want to get bigger. I want to get in shape. How do I do this? And he gave me a very fundamental uh, answer to that. He said, hey, you're going to have to get disciplined Mm -hmm. about doing something every day. And so what he coached me to do was to actually just start doing push-ups every morning and every night. And what I actually would do is I started at 20 push-ups, and every week I would add five. So what I would do is as I rolled out the bed, I would do my 20 push-ups and get my day going. And then right before I went to bed, I would do those 20 push-ups. So much so that it got up to where I was doing about 260 push-ups every morning and every night as wow. a 12-year-old. And it was like clockwork. So it was a part of my discipline, a part of my makeup to get my day going. And so as wow. I grew through that, that was ingrained in me you know, from the fact of, hey, if you want to grow in something, you have to be committed to it. You have to do it. You have to make it a part of your life to where you're not even thinking about it anymore. It just becomes <laughs> a part of you. So that's how I kind of lived my life even early on, and I still to this day walk in those characteristics and walk in those traits. And so how that carried over is that when I got to high school, um, when I saw that I was behind the ball in a physical development standpoint, I knew that there had to be a separator with me, and that was my work ethic. So work ethic really began uh, a journey for me uh, where I was committed to always getting better. And when I was w- committed to being better with that work ethic, what it did is it created a separation from me and other people. Mm. It created a difference, you know, from the person who is just talented and the person who's gonna work hard. And in in leadership, I'm probably already maybe getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but (laughs) in in leadership, there's always things that, you know, you have to understand that somebody's always watching you. And when you realize that somebody's always watching you, what you grab from that is that, hey, let me always steward my moments right now. Let me always do what I need Mm -hmm. to do. I actually say that with the pun intended. I tell people, hey, steward your moments. And I say that because (laughs) I say, hey, your seconds, they become your minutes. Your minutes become your hours. Your hours become your days. Your, your days become your weeks, et cetera. But when you steward this moment you're in, what you're doing is you're giving everything you need to get give for it because you want to get everything you're supposed to get out of it. So as I started to walk in that and operate and that work ethic, what I, what I realized is that people were starting to watch me and see how I had that work ethic. People still to this day that know me, even people that went to college with me, people that know me from when I was younger, they say, hey, you have not changed. You've been consistent. You are always a hard worker. And what I found was that even through fitness, even through work ethic, what I didn't realize is that I was actually leading through my fitness, I was actually wow. leading through my work ethic. Because people saw, okay, if he will do this over here, that means there's a consistency that actually bleeds over and other things. So I realized that I was actually leading through my fitness. And for me, you know, fitness was directly correlated with my tenacity to lead at a high level. And this has stayed with me. And this is a part of my life message, which is why we're talking about this today, uh, where I really believe in order to live life and to lead effectively, you have to be fit. And we can unpack that a little bit later. But um, I really believe that as a calling card for me, that in order to lead effectively, you have to be fit to lead. Uh,
0: so, Pastor Andrew, you already have us leaning in. I'm already leaning in, and I know that's that's one of your things, <laughs> getting people leaning in. That's one of my things. That's so, of my th- I say that often when I'm preaching. Lean in. <laughs> So, so, let me just say this. you 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 got it to a point where you're doing over two hundred push-ups just in the morning when you wake up. I think there's some people who haven't done two hundred push-ups in their entire life. but that's that's <laughs> another podcast. All right. so, so let's jump into let's jump into the book that's coming out. I know I know you're putting the final touches on the new book, which is Leader Fit. Leader Fit. Sure. Can you tell us? Kind of the big picture. I mean, I think you're already alluding. You're kind of taking us there already. The big picture, uh, uh, the big of the message of leader fit, and also, kind of what you want leaders to take away. Kind of the macro scope, the big overview of leader fit, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit. Absolutely.
1: Well, even if you just look at the word leader fit, you know, it's a compound word that basically puts together leadership and fitness. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this book really kind of just came from, again, in being my life message. And I truly believe that fitness and even the definition of fitness, it it states that it's the quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular task or a role. So when you are Mm -hmm. operating in fitness, that means that you are suitable, you're ready, you are fit to actually walk this thing out. And so as I talked about this and as I started to think about this concept, I didn't want to get too cute with the name and all of this stuff because what? I did, my life message revolves around leadership and fitness. So to put that out there like that allows me to be very simple. When people see that word, as I've been sharing it with different people, as I've been kind of running it by people, showing them the concept, they're like, oh no, that's you. That's you all day. And so as we're looking at this, as I as I look to write this book, what I really believe is that high capacity and sustained leadership is connected to your fitness. Let me say that one nice. more time. High capacity and sustained leadership is connected. I believe it's directly connected to your fitness. Now, you might be saying, hey, just like you said, Virgil, hey, I'm not doing 250 push-ups. You know, (laughs) I'm not running on the treadmill. I'm not doing all that. What I'm not saying is that you compare your level of fitness to somebody else's level of fitness. Mm -hmm. And what I'm also not saying is that fitness is simply relegated to a physical activity only or you having strenuous exercise as a part of that. What I'm saying is that when you ask yourself the question, are you fit or if you want to be fit, you are what you're really saying is, am I able to respond to the challenges of life, to the challenges of leadership with strength and confidence when the moment requires leadership from me? Mm, that good. Right there. When when you when you ask yourself that question, what you're able to do is you're able to respond and say, listen, you can't be a leader if you're not fit for it if you're not prepared for it if you're not able to respond i want to drive this home a little bit now i'm getting my, my sunday morning come, creatures on, come starting on to come out Shoot of it right now but what i believe <laughs> is that so many people miss moments because they're not prepared to respond to the challenges at, at hand and what we try to do a lot of times we try to get ready in the moment And and what happens a lot of times when we're in the moment, when we need a direct response, when we need someone to actually step up, it's too late to get ready. It's too late. I say Mm -hmm. say this all the time. Stay ready to keep from getting ready. And that's why (laughs) when I work out, when I'm doing different things, again, let's talk about fitness. I'm talking about fitness in your body. I'm talking about fitness. Yes, this is a part of this being physically fit. But how many books are you reading? How many articles are you reading? Are you subscribed to Avail to make sure that you're always getting the, these character-filled uh, Christ principle uh, leadership development tools? And, and if you can't yeah. say yes to that, I really want to uh, kind of submit to you, maybe you're not preparing yourself. Maybe you're not conditioning yourself to be in a place that's ready to respond with strength and confidence based on what the moment requires. So as, as we're looking at this and as I've prepared this book, I really believe, here it is, I really believe that there's a direct correlation between the state of our health and our ability to lead at a high level. Watch this for an extended period of time. Nice. Listen, that, any, anybody can lead for a moment, Virgil. that's what we want. That's what we need. Yeah. Anybody can show up for <clears throat> a moment and do something and kind of be yeah. a, you know, a flash in the pan. We see a lot of that. But what we need right now, you just said it, we need this. What we need in society today with things changing, with so many different things going, we need people that are going to be able to lead at a high level for a long period of time because only what's sustained is actually the things that matter. Only what sustains are the things that matter because, again, something can come and go, but are you able to sustain it? And so, you know, in order to do this, in order to lead, it means you have to be able to sustain a pace, That others depend on, you know, as a pastor, I'm a person that I understand that how I set myself up and how I prepare myself. I'm at, I have people that are counting on me to be in the game for a long time. I have people that are counting on me to practice what I preach. I have people that are counting on me that when I say, Hey, we're going to go on a journey together. I say this often when I'm preaching, I, I say what I'm preaching right now, don't take this as a sermon. Don't take this as a message. Don't take this as something I just prepared for you to kind of throw out there. I want you to know this is a key on in a part of the journey that we're on. And if we can grab this, listen, we all need sustainability so that we can actually finish this journey strong together. I'm gonna be quiet That's for good. a minute because you know, I want I want to let you kind of talk because I, I want to make sure we get what we need. Let me do let get, me get
0: a word in. Let me get a yes, sir. I'm sorry. Hey, this is I'm good. This is good. <laughs> I like that. That's why That's why we have leaders and guests like you that come and shoot some wisdom, that shoot some leadership. Okay, so one thing that's really resonating with me right now in what you're saying is, especially when I look, when I observe, when I look around and I see amazing leaders, and I see a lot of amazing leaders in a lot of places, one thing that I see, I see a hunger. I see a, a drive. You said the word Tenacity. How do you find that? Because sometimes I see people who are in a leadership position, but, but I don't see that, right? I do see leaders that when I watch, man, that person is hungry, they're driven, there's tenacity. But then there's people who are in leadership roles, even in churches, even pastors. I just don't see that hunger. I don't see that, you know, why, why is that? Or what would you say? Well, I believe sometimes people do
1: things out of function instead of doing it out of calling. And, I mean, just right, there, right. I mean, I think there's there's I say it like this. There are a lot of good things that I could do, but everything is not the God thing for me to do. And so many people right. get caught up in doing the good things, the things that they're able mm-hmm. to do. I mean, I think that even comes with being focused. That comes with being conditioned, because even for right. me, just let's think about this, at, at, you know, working out in the gym. I could run around the gym and do 100 different exercises in the time that I'm there. But me doing 100 different exercises will never allow me to focus in and condition a particular part of my body that needs the attention. And you have to make sure you give something attention for a sustained period of time for you to see progress. So I really believe that, like you're saying, there are a lot of people who lose passion because they're just doing something that they're not called to do. They're doing something that somebody told them was a good idea. And for me, I believe we have to get to a place where we stop looking and measuring what we do based on what we think somebody else's return on investment is going to be. See, a lot of people jump into different things because they feel like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because this is what society says will make me a lot of money. This is what, you know, people that are the experts say this is the trending thing up. But are you called to do that? (laughs) That's the question. Because when you're called to do something, you do it from a place of strength, not a place of labor. Let me say that one more time. When you are called to do something, you do it from a place of strength and not a place of labor. And when you're doing something from a place of strength, you get joy out of doing it. You are happy about doing it. No one has to wake you up. Your alarm clock can't even be (laughs) the thing that gets you up. You're already (laughs) up looking at the alarm clock saying, hey, you forgot your job description because you don't even need it anymore. (laughs) So, so I think, you know, and I hope I answered your question, but I think a lot of yeah. times people don't operate in that passion and that tenacity because it's laborious. It's, it's, it's labor to them, and they're not called to it. They're doing it out of something that was outside of what
0: they were really wired to do. Yeah, you know, I think uh, hashtag strength, not labor. That's a good one for mm. Pastor Mo here. Um, um what motivates you? So we're seeing here leader fit, leadership and fitness, right? These are things you just said, it, this is what describes me, you know, leadership and fitness. What motivated you what, to, to do this, to put this book, to write it? Cause this is coming out in 2021, everybody, yeah. Leader Fit by Pastor Andrew Moeman. Pastor Mo, what motivated you? To say, I wanna write a book on this?
1: Well, I would say this. So this is my second book. I I wrote a book back in 2015 called Be the Answer. Uh, And it was a book on servant leadership where we understand that, you know, hey, in order to be an answer to a problem, you have to actually step out there and you have to serve. And that the greatest among us will be those servants. And so I I just referenced that just because here it is. Here's my reason for writing books. I only write books that that I'm passionate about and I only We write books that actually share and extend the reach of my life story. Because here's what happened. The reason I wrote the first book is because I was getting asked so much the same questions over and over again from different churches, from different organizations. (laughs) You know, even I was being asked to speak and I was traveling, I was doing different things like that. But what I realized is that this book can actually travel way farther than I can on a plane or on Zoom calls or on doing conferences. This book yep. can live beyond me. So when it comes to LeaderFit, it's the very same thing. So many people are asking me about workout plans. You know, when they see me, they look at me and they see my physique and they say, like, hey, you're in shape. Are you a trainer? <laughs> and I have to kind of answer that a little, you know, a little different. I was like, "Uh, I am, but I'm not. You know, I don't <laughs> do this professionally as far as train other people, but I do train yeah. people for life. And so, so many people were asking me about workout plans that I said, okay, okay, I can send you this, I can do that, you can follow me on Instagram, you can watch my workouts and different things like that. But then an increasing number of people are also and were also gleaning from my leadership experiences. So I'm getting all these questions about, okay, what does it look like to lead in this way? How do you do it? How do you operate in the tenacity that you operate in? How do you operate in the consistency that you walked in? And so what I found was that there were so many correlations between how I wanted to prepare and take care of myself physically with how I was showing up professionally in my leadership and so that was the, mm. the greatest motivation because again, I realized that there were ties together. I realized that there was a correlation that I think people take for granted. And you know, if we can get this and grasp it, we can grab this leadership fitness and actually know how and <laughs> learn how to lead for the long haul, not just for a short time.
0: I love that. Now, now talk to me a little bit about this, Pastor Mo there's different areas that maybe you've observed where where a leader's physical health actually intersects and impacts their spiritual health or their mental health, their emotional health. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I I mean, here it is. Number one, I think the, the most obvious thing when it comes to fitness and leadership or fitness and leading is that fitness becomes a stress reliever and an equalizer. Uh, When you're working out, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you're sweating and you're working out, you're releasing those toxins that are in you that create that stress and that even create disease and things of that sort. There are endorphins that are released. There are chemicals that are released. And so I think the correlation between leaders and fitness is that we all need healthy outlets. And what happens a lot of times and why there's not a lot of leadership (laughs) sustainability is because there are leaders that are leading at a very high level, and here it is. We all have to release our stress somewhere. And what happens, Mm -hmm. let's talk about this. What happens is that a lot of people choose outlets that are not healthy and that are not beneficial. They are things that will be counterproductive to them. And so I believe, I'm a firm believer in doing something, one, That will be healthy for you. That will be a healthy outlet and that will be good for you. But also do something that's going to benefit you back. See, when it comes to fitness, what you have is that you have something that you're releasing stress. But at the same time, it's building you up and it's making you stronger. It's making you more sustainable. It's making you more conditioned. It's making Mm -hmm. you able to be able to go for a longer period of time. And so some of the principles that I even see, if I can, um, that are correlated within health and fitness and leadership is this, when I'm working out, there's this thing in me that actually pushes where I have a commitment to finish,
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: a commitment to finish. And, and I, I often have said, as I've taught leadership around the world, I often have said that everyone says they want to walk in excellence. And my definition of excellence is a commitment to finishing. So That's here good. it is. If you're in the gym and you're working out, listen, while I'm going, there are many times. Don't let me fool you because I might you know have a few muscles and stuff like this. There are times <laughs> when I'm working out where I want to quit. There are times where I'm like, man, I said I was going to do 20 reps. I'm on 14. This is enough. Let me put this down. (laughs) But in my mind, because of how I'm built, because of how I'm wired, because of how I've been practicing these principles. See, this is not something you just wake up with. These are principles that you have to practice and continue to refine. Mm -hmm. And this discipline. And so for me, what I find myself doing is I'm working out, I'm doing different things, and I'm doing it and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to commit to finishing this thing because yeah. there's going to be something in my leadership life that I'm not going to be comfortable with, that I'm not going to feel like doing. But because I've developed this muscle, not just my physical muscle, but because right. I've uh, developed this discipline, this muscle of discipline, I can finish, I can push through. And here it is. I have a part in my book where I say, I say this, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a glimpse. I need you to lean in for those who are watching on the podcast, lean in, lean in. What I say is I say, discipline is my superpower. Discipline is my superpower. See, it's not about you being the most talented. It's Mm -hmm. not about you knowing everything. It's not about you even having all the connections. What it is about can you commit to finishing in a process that you've started? That's good. And so when we're looking at this thing in health and fitness, my ability and our ability to push through uncomfortable, temporary moments of, of pain, they actually yield a great return on our investment and our efforts. And so as we're looking at all this stuff, I'm just saying like, you know, working out, it gives us healthy outlets. You know, many people don't have healthy outlets. And here it is. My thing is this. Can you take time to trade off temporary pain for a long term result of fruit? That's right. So that, that's, that's a big thing for me that I think it correlates a lot. And that a lot of people, lot of people don't see at first glance when it comes to fitness and leadership
0: that's so good i love that i love it because the truth is the the plain bottom line truth is uh, pastor mo is that if you're not healthy physically it's going to affect how well you can lead i mean it'll catch up to you uh so here's an interesting thought that i want to ask you about um sometimes there's people that go to the two extremes on this yeah right there's the people who say hey um who cares, you know, I'm going to get a new body in heaven, right, Right, right I don't even right, care, right. like, you know, the side of, uh, what, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I'm not even going to rest, I'm just going to do my thing, there's that extreme, and then there's the other extreme that can almost be like a, an idolatry of, of health, right, health, worship, right, worship of exercise, I don't know, you, you know, whatever those two extremes are, why, why do you think this is that people have that struggle sometimes? Well, I think that's something that happens
1: in all areas of life where we have to choose to walk in. And this is a a word that I want to be in clarity to because a lot of times people try to say balance. You know, we talk about balance Mm -hmm. a lot. And I Mm -hmm. personally don't fully ascribe to, you know, you have a balanced lifestyle. I ascribe more to I want my lifestyle to be a life of harmony, of harmony. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, you know, when you talk about balance, there's especially when you work in ministry, when you're leading, there's always going to (laughs) be seasons and times where things are unbalanced because of the fact that certain times call for you to do more in, in, in ways that you couldn't have predicted. So there's no way to just balance that out. But what you can have is harmony. You can know that if I work hard, if I have to put my time out like this, I need to make sure that I'm intentional intentional about taking time on the other side of this or right after that and instituting even things in my everyday life that brings me to a place of harmony, which also really brings me to a place of peace. And so I think what happens with people who kind of go to the extreme, they kind of go all in on one thing or all out on the other, (laughs) not recognizing that you're not living in harmony and that you'll never be able to live a sustainable life with that. Yeah, some people can say, well, I don't need to work out. I'll get a new body in heaven. But you're here now. Right. You might as well get the most out of what you're doing here. And that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about stewarding your moments. Yes. Are you going to allow yourself just to kind of let this time go? When, you get, when we get to heaven, I truly believe God is going to look at us and say, what did you do with the time that I gave you? Yeah. What did you do with your dash? Did you waste it? Did you, did you eat yourself to death? Mm-hmm. Did, did you work yourself out to death? Did you only spend time in the gym looking at and actually trying to build the external and you didn't build the internal? Right, that's good. You, you didn't build your spirit. You didn't build your your personality. You that's didn't uh, make sure that you had peace. You didn't make sure that you were not a, a mean Christian, <laughs> you know, or, or a mean leader, or you abuse those who were on your team. So I just really believe what happens. A lot of times, people kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, and sometimes it's an excuse to not walk in discipline. Yeah. I really believe, you know, what you just said. The reason why a lot of people kind of go to one extreme or the other is because it sometimes gives us the reason to kind of say, "Well, I don't have to do that," because it takes discipline to operate at a high level for a long period of
0: time. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think some people have a struggle too. I think sometimes, whether it's self-esteem, and this is just me, right? Thinking whether it's self-esteem, self-image issues, um, you know, insecurities, and and then you kind of hide behind other other. Uh, excuses. This is a great conversation, uh, Pastor Mo. Um, in a season like we're living right now, right? N- none of us expected at the beginning of 2020, what we were going to face in 2020. And even now we're in tw- this, this episode is being recorded here, you know, uh, February of 2021. And, 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 our world has been impacted. And, you know, this may have fluctuated depending on who you talk to, but sometimes people take their physical health for granted. Let's talk about leaders specifically. Why do you think that sometimes leaders take their physical health for granted? Well, the the first thing that
1: I'll say uh, is that I don't really know if leaders or just people in general, but let's talk specifically to leaders, always realize Mm. the connection and the correlation to fitness and their productivity. And not only that, I don't think that they always realize that, like I said earlier, that somebody's always watching you. Um, Here it is. For me, I'm the type of person that I'm not going to ask anybody to do something that I'm not willing to do. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm the type of person that I really try not to ask people to do things that I don't do and that I won't practice even today. But what I also realize is that a lot of times people will look at you from afar before they listen to you up close. Mm -hmm. Let me say that one more time. A lot of times people will watch you and listen to you from afar (laughs) before they actually come up and listen to you up close. Because the reality is people actually listen to more of your lifestyle more than they listen to your words. And so for me, what happens a lot of times is that people will see me from the outside, not knowing what I do. I don't necessarily probably come off when people just see me out in the streets, basically the way I dress, the way I operate, the way I work out and different things, people wouldn't, their first guess wouldn't be that I'm a pastor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> their first guess wouldn't be that I'm a pastor. What happens a lot of times, people come up to me, ask me if I'm a trainer, they ask me if I'm an athlete, they ask me if I'm in the music industry or something like that. Uh-huh. And then for that, it opens the door. Right. So let's come back around to answer the question that you asked. A lot of times people don't understand that their fitness and their lifestyle actually either opens or closes the door for people to see what kind of discipline they walk in and how they want to follow them. And That's so I, I just believe that a lot of times we we take it for granted. We don't look at it and we don't understand again, how those things correlated fitness and leadership correlate so much that if you can get people to discipline themselves, even, even the smallest ways, it changes mm trajectory of your organization it changes the the output of what you can do because again when you feel like quitting not if when you feel like quitting when when you Mm -hmm. feel like you don't want to do something you have to have something in you that you've conditioned that you've exercised in a way that you can turn that button on and you can say i'm going to push through this even even my, my team personally my staff What we see is that they see that this is a part of my lifestyle. So it's funny that from the staff, from the church, you start to see people take on attributes like you. (laughs) And so the biggest thing is that we really, as leaders, we want to model something that's productive. And so if I had to leave, you know, one nugget of like that that whole correlation of why it's important for leaders to actually take their fitness uh, very seriously Mm -hmm. is that you want to model something that's productive that will give you an edge. I truly believe, Virgil, I believe that my lifestyle fitness gives me an edge in my leadership life
0: because I'm able to turn that gear on when I need it. Yeah. I would agree. You know, as somebody who grew up, you know, playing sports, even played a little high school basketball and baseball and volleyball. Like, you know, and and always appreciate. And even now, when I have my seasons and I commit to, you know, to working out to do an exercise, it seems like my days, my day, my days, my weeks—they're more productive. It seems like I'm more, yeah. I'm more alert, I'm more uh, ready. You know, and and I, and I and I see this, and I want you to—if you can take us a little further what are some maybe principles, maybe even wisdom that you've discovered in scripture about Mm -hmm. health and wellness? Is is there something you've been able to draw out from God's word?
1: Absolutely. And it's a somewhat common or familiar verse of scripture. And I'll read it to you. um, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 26. I'm going to actually read this from the passion translation, because I I have a lot of passion. If you can't do it, it. Uh, let's go ahead and turn (laughs) this on. So first Corinthians (laughs) chapter nine, verse 26 and 27, it says this for that reason, I don't just run for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train, hear that word. I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and get it under my control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. See, I I hear so many things in that scripture. Number one, what it says, number one is that I'm not just doing this for exercise. So let's be very clear. I'm not just doing this for vanity right i'm not just doing this so that i can wear a nice fitted shirt or i can wear those european clothes or i can wear the skinny suit skinny or jeans yeah skinny <laughs> jeans i'm not doing it for that purpose alone right what i'm doing is i'm exercising and i'm making sure that i discipline myself not for aimless things that don't matter but i'm training myself like a champion athlete because i'm going to need to win this game of life yep I'm going to need to make sure I'm able to show up as my best self in this game of life. And so when the scripture even says, talking about principles, when it says I subdue my body and get it under my control, what we're saying is that I'm disciplined in my body. Discipline is my superpower. I'm making sure that I'm not letting the circumstances (laughs) of life drive me to what I'm going to do. I'm letting my calling drive me to what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to put my body in subjection and say, hey, I don't care if you don't feel like doing this right now. This is for this cause I've been called. For this purpose, I need to show up. For this person, I need to be the leader that I'm called to be. For this organization, the people that are counting on me, I need to be able to put myself in position to win. And here's the last part of this principle that, that, that really is very important to me, where it says, so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. Here it is. So many people are disqualifying. We're disqualifying our witness because people are looking at us and they're saying, especially people that are not saved, that are not Mm in the church, they're looking at us and saying, why would I follow that? Right. Why why would I actually, you know, want to change what I'm doing to go to that level? So for me, I'm always looking at things and saying, you know, as we look at the scope of the world, what can I offer? What can I do? What can I bring to the table? How can I show up that gives somebody a picture (sighs) of something better than where they are? That gives somebody a picture of a standard, See, again, the Bible says this, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the the, the Lord will lift up a standard against it. I often say this, we as leaders, we should be the standard bearers. We should be the standard that is lifted, that when the enemy comes in, when challenges come in, people can look at us and say, how am I supposed to operate? I'm going to look at (laughs) Mo. I'm going to look at Virgil. I'm going to look at Sammy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at uh, Susie and look at her and say, I can watch yeah. her and follow her model of discipline to actually follow that so I can so I can win also.
0: I love that. I love that. I think. I think you're right. I think sometimes I was. I was actually talking to a young leader from our church recently, and uh, you know we had a we had a prayer service. We were doing you know 21 days of prayer and fasting. We had a prayer service, and and um, you know he had a responsibility up on stage. You know up on stage, and he was going to say a prayer. And actually, he was one of the musicians as well. And uh, even though it was kind of 6 a.m., kind of early, some people kind of come sometimes, and they, they yeah. attend in their sweats and stuff. The way that he was presenting himself on the stage wasn't exactly the model that we uh, the example that we've been modeling uh it wasn't just if we're honest it wasn't it wasn't the best it wasn't appropriate and i had to talk yeah. with him i said listen i love you man but but just your appearance can can allow people yeah to make a determination about whether or not they care what you're even saying come on and and so or whether connecting you care. what you're exactly whether exactly you care. yeah yeah, and, and that's something that's so interesting. That's why, that's why I think we, we as leaders need to really lean in here to you uh pastor mo because i think what you're bringing is something that it might be hard especially if if we're if we haven't been living uh, uh maybe a healthy lifestyle or if we if leader fit wouldn't exactly be in our top 10 list of descriptions of ourselves yeah. you know just if we're honest it might be hard it might be convicting it might be challenging but hey that's why we need a message like this you know from somebody like you that, that this has been a passion in your life a passion in your heart what would you say um as as we wrap up as we wrap up this uh, a- a- Avail Leadership Podcast, and, and then I want to get to a little bit more how people can connect with you and all that. But, but let's wrap up this this uh, question, these questions. Uh, what would you say to some of the Avail readers, some of the Avail podcast listeners, they feel that they don't have enough time mm. to-, to to invest into their health or into getting into some kind of exercise routine or, or, you know, cardio, or, or they feel, you know what, it's this, it's too late for me. Talk to the young people, talk to the people, you know, it's too late for me. You know, it's not going to make a difference at this point for me. What would you say to those people?
1: Man, what I would say, uh, number one is that you have to start somewhere. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not about, you know, trying to, what do they say? You don't have to eat the elephant all at once. You know, the way you eat the elephant is one <laughs> bite at a time. But I want I want us to write this down. This just came to me as, as you were asking that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're taking any kind of notes, if you're going to watch this and, and replay it, I want you to hear this. It's not always about the intensity. It's about the consistency. Okay. Let me say that one more time. It's not always mm-hmm. about the intensity. It's about the consistency. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? You don't have to try to do it like I do it. You don't have to try to get out right. there and work out for forty minutes. But what you can do is you can take a walk. What yeah. you can do is you can do you know three push-ups Come and on. add one every week until you yeah. build yourself up. See, a lot of times the, the what happens is that comparison is the enemy of our progress. Right. And so many times we're comparing ourselves to other people when when God actually asks us to look at what I've given you. As a leader, we have to be able to look at where we are Mm -hmm. and start where we find ourselves. So I would say it's not always about the intensity. It's about the consistency. Just do something. Right. Continuously do something get active again you might be that person that feels like oh it's too late no it's never too late to make progress because progress is simply a step further than where you were in the last moment so i would say to that person that may be a little discouraged and maybe looking at yourself you may be looking in the mirror and say oh he's talking all this fitness stuff he's a young man whatever whatever no i say you can start today yes come on just be consistent and then the other last thing that I would say is that true fitness and leadership, they're really not things you do. They're a state of being. Wow. True leadership and fitness is really not just this thing you do. It's not about all this activity. It's not about how, how much you're going to sweat, really. It's really about who am I looking to become? That's good. See, uh, I remember before the COVID-19 season, while we were in the middle, we were all were doing pivots and things like this, trying to figure out what this new season will look like. I kept asking the question to our staff, to our church, to our extended family at our other uh, two campuses. And I still say this to this day. On the other side of your challenge, who are you going to become? Mm. I'm posing that question to everyone who's watching, who's listening on the other side of of what you say might be the challenge on the other side of this tenure, on the other side of this path that you're on, or the other side of the leadership challenges that you're having, who are you going to become? And we all have the opportunity to become something better by taking that one step. They used to say it like this, put one foot in front of the other. And that's what (laughs) I want to encourage everybody to do. Just put one foot in front of the other. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't think that your way of doing things has to match up with just like somebody else's, but be disciplined. Let discipline be your superpower. Walk in consistency, and I believe the rest will pan itself out.
0: Such a good word. Leaders, we're being challenged today in our leadership and our fitness. Leader Fit Hey, Pastor Mo. How can how can people connect with you? Uh, you know, can they connect with you on social media? Uh, is there a website? Where can they find the book? As as I know, I know that's in the works in this process. But Absolutely. how can they connect with you?
1: Absolutely. Personally, on Instagram, I am MoBeast1. MoBeast1, Mo Beast One. Mo Beast One. M O. B as in boy, E, A, S, T, and the number one. Uh, You can find me there sharing about my lifestyle, sharing about my fitness journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also follow us on Moment Leadership on Instagram. So on Instagram is Mobis1 and Moment Leadership. You can find things about myself and my wife or her book, her resources and different things like that. Mm -hmm. On Facebook, I'm Andrew Moment Jr., Andrew Moman Jr. That's M-O-M-O-N. And then we also have our, our business website for our leadership consulting services, which is momentleadership.com. Momentleadership.com. And that's the way you can find us online uh, personally. Excellent. Let me say this, and for those who may be interested in following us, even with the church, uh, it's Victory Midtown because there are a lot of resources where I believe mm-hmm. what we're talking about today carries over into the ministry. So you can also follow us on Victory Midtown on Instagram and Facebook and victorymidtown.com.
0: That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Before we wrap up with some final comments, uh, Pastor Mo, uh, I want to just mention about the Avail Journal. I know you're well aware of the Avail Journal. I know that... I know you've participated and you got things coming up in the Veil journal. This avail journal is a blessing and by the way, everybody listening or watching the avail journal, uh, you can actually get a free annual subscription. We've been doing this for a while. We continue to do it. That's what I love about avail. There's a, there's a spirit of generosity. Yeah. A free annual subscription means that for the next four that come out throughout the year, you know, you're going to be able to get a free annual subscription, quality content, uh, Pastor Andrew, what would you say about the Avail Journal? Have you you experienced it? I I have experienced it. I have read it. I give them away. I
1: recommend them to people uh, just because there are so many rich resources in them. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on this podcast or I'm really serious about this. I remember the first one that I opened up and I was like, man, this is free. I was like, (laughs) I mean, the, the depth of information. The, the the people that we have access to, you know, a lot of times people say they want mentors and they want people to come into their lives and spend time with them. Here, here's an opportunity. Get yeah. the avail journal and you'll have a book full of introductions to mentors that can help your life. I absolutely recommend it. I absolutely yeah. endorse it and believe that great things come out of it because it's not just like a lot of these little kind of fluffy articles. There yeah. are things that actually give us tools to, to be equipped as leaders.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. By the way, you can access this. You can claim your free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com. Availjournal.com. It's a good way to get it. You can also go to freeavailoffer.com, uh, which is what they put here, freeavailoffer.com. Uh, but go ahead and do it. I think you're gonna be blessed by it. You're gonna hear from great leaders like Pastor Andrew Moman. You're gonna hear great, see great articles and also great resources. Um, this has been such a good podcast, uh, Pastor Mo. I'm, I'm excited because I can't wait for the book to come out. I can't wait for LeaderFit to come out. Out, I want it. And then I, and then I got to ask you when you put bring it out in Spanish and Espanol because oh, exactly. I, got, I got a lot of I got a lot of Spanish leaders and friends around the world that, that are going to want want this too. Uh, give us some give us some final thoughts as we kind of wrap things up here. What do you want to leave the leaders with today?
1: A, a thought that comes to my mind. Number one, um, you hear me talk a lot about discipline. And, you know, I think a lot of times we disqualify ourselves knowingly and unknowingly because we haven't operated in discipline in areas. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I really want us to understand is that discipline is transferable. It's transferable. If you can establish discipline in one area, what happens is that you're able to carry it over in another area. See, when I'm working out, when I'm doing those things, that same discipline that allows me to push through an uncomfortable moment is the same discipline that allows me to deal with something in my pastoral leadership journey, in my business leadership journey, in my home, in my marriage. When I know that we need to deal with something tough and we need to walk through something, I'm going to be disciplined enough to push through the small opportunity of pain or discomfort to get to the place of great result. And so I just really want to encourage all of us to start establishing Very small disciplines because they all start small and we build upon each other. So that's what I would say. I just want to really uh, encourage us that when we really get that discipline, what we'll find is that it becomes ingrained in us. And that we'll find ourselves operating in autopilot in a good way because now we're not thinking about how we will show up. The discipline in our lives actually sets sets us up in the right way that we'll show up really well
0: everywhere we go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Discipline. These are the words I'm taking. Discipline, consistency, tenacity, passion, health, leadership, fitness, leader fit. That's what Pastor Andrew Moment is all about. Pastor Andrew, Pastor Mo, this has been such a blessing for me. It's been a great ride on this Avail Leadership Podcast episode. Uh, Can I just say um, thank you for, for your leadership? Thank you for pastoring your church well. Uh, Thank you for being obedient to God's call in your life to put this book out and to bring this message out on behalf of the Avail team, uh, on behalf of me and my team here at Vertical Church. We just wanna say thank you, man. We honor you. Uh, We bless your life and we believe God's gonna continue to use you.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Virgil, and I want to say thank you all for the privilege and the opportunity uh, to be here, to be a part of this. And if I could say one last thing, it's it's burning in me and I'm going to let it go, but do I think it. I need to drop this. Um, even with this platform of Avail, um, this is a support platform that is, is really allowing all of us to get something that we couldn't get ourselves. And when I think about that, there's this term that I use um, that I want to just share with us that we all need spiritual spotters. Come on. All need spiritual spotters. As we talk about working out and lifting weights and things like that, a lot of times we get in trouble because we're trying to do something on our own or we think we're (laughs) by ourselves. And what I want to let us know is that while we're walking through this process, some of us that are watching this, that are listening to this, you're under some weight right now. You're you're under some weight that you're trying to lift by yourself. And even if it's something that in your development, you're trying to figure out, how do I lead better? How do I get more equipped? Hey, Avail has showed up today. I've showed up today. Virgil has showed up today to be a spiritual spotter to you, to equip you, to come alongside of you, to make sure that you don't get crushed by the weight, but that I help you lift the weight and help you condition yourself to where you can carry the weight. So I just want to encourage everybody on the line, don't let this moment go by without Mm. tapping into the resources. Don't let this moment go by I, without tapping into even leader fit, because I believe there are going to be some things that as you're going through and you're navigating, we will be able to come alongside of you and be spiritual spotters to help you to condition yourself to win, not only in your personal life, but in your leadership. I love
0: it. I hope that's a chapter in the book. If not, put it in spiritual spotters. Amen. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I think it's true. I think, man, we need A, for accountability sometimes, but B, so I, I've seen the America's Funniest videos of the guy trying to you know, lift 300 pounds by himself, and then you know, it's like on his chest, falling, right? And I think that happens. It happens in ministry. It happens in in the the marketplace. It happens in churches. And and we get in trouble when we don't don't have spiritual spotters. I love that. Thank you for that word. And to everybody connected right now, whether you're listening or watching this on YouTube, thank you for connecting with the Avail Leadership Podcast. Make sure you connect with us next week where we'll be with another leader talking about some great leadership insight, great experiences, and great resources that are going to help you in your leadership journey. We'll see you next time here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been pumped up by this LeaderFit talk with Andrew Moman. Remember to stay connected to Avail for Andrew's upcoming book, LeaderFit. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And don't wait any longer. Claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm Virgil Sierra, and we thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>